and welcome to Breaking Late. I'm your host, Michael, and joining me this week is a very rare occurrence these days, is all four people. So we have JD, welcome back to the show, mate. How are you? Yeah, good to be back. How are you going, everybody? Uh, well, they don't know. They're not here yet. I haven't introduced them, all right? <laughs> they, they know. Don't come in until I've introduced them. <laughs> Hannah, you're out of lockdown. You're in the free land now. You're in Queensland. How are you going? I am loving the free life. It is basically the best thing ever of this year, apart from Bathurst. That's good. You get some nice clear air. You're no longer locked up in the um, in the hotel quarantine. And we've got Mitch sitting over there. How are you, mate? Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. In my own isolation now in WA. You are. You're in WA for, Just for a night. bit. The bakery sent you over there. Um, I know. You'll be a lot back, of bread. back in the territory. Yeah, I'll be back tomorrow. Get that bread. Um, <laughs> but... We had a great night of racing last night. I, I can't really talk too much about supercars, which we will, but I didn't watch any of that second round at the bend. But we watched the Formula One. Did you guys watch it? How good was like racing at the Nürburgring? We had two German races this year. It's pretty crazy, wasn't it? It's, uh, it was, I loved it, it. It reminds you how much of those older tracks, like the commitment level, like they're not as wide. Just the tarmac itself is not as wide. And the runoff mm. areas are like grass. So if you get it wrong, get on there and it's wet. You just go, 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 go until you it's, hit something. It was like, it was really funny because I was watching it going, I remember when the Nürburgring was like, oh, that's the new Nürburgring. And it was like a new style of track. And now you're like, oh, no, that's that's one of the old traditional Formula One tracks. Yeah, Ain't nothing yeah. like um, Nürburgring turn one anymore. Nothing. <laughs> No, no. Yeah. And at the start of the race, how wide did everyone go? Like, no one made uh, the corner. No, it was, no, one. It was, no one. Let's be honest there, but there's a traditional Hamilton move there. Like, I mm. command position. And, like, he did have a lot of steering lock on. Like, there was probably a little bit of front wheel push there, but let's be honest, he probably could have wound a bit more lock on, but he was not going to make it easy for Bottas to go up the inside for the turn two. So, Yeah. Interesting, interesting team tactics going on there. He did everything bar push him off. Yeah. Well, both those two pretty much fought pretty hard. Like, mm. um, it was to the lockup that Bottas had that really allowed Hamilton to get by. But then Bottas had that MGUK problem and that pretty much destroyed his race. There were so many retirements this, like last night. Was it yeah, five or he, six that that counted? At, at least, I'd say, yeah, yeah, it was. It's quite fair few. There, there was, was a lot, and even Brundle was going. It's weird to have this many reliability issues this late in the game. It was yeah. odd too when you look at the. A lot of them were brand new power units that were having the issues as well. It wasn't like they were running on full race speeding old power units and energy control systems and etc. They were mm. actually brand new units in the car and just had failures so it, it's it's it, it was a b- bit of an anomaly in, in in like f1 normally when we get this far into a season you don't have as many technical issues normally they've ironed them out in the sort of the first couple of um two or three races and you, then you get to maybe a different track where it's hotter or something and you might throw a few more in there but mm, it was it was a, definitely an odd weekend for um yeah i guess when listening to paul DeResta, he was talking about the the fact that they didn't get any Friday running that might have uh, thrown some of them in there as well. So yeah, I think they only got what one hour practice. They got yeah, they only got FP three. Yeah, FP three, and then they got qualifying, 
Yeah. And then they're straight into it. And like, let's let's talk about the Hulk because he got a last minute call up. He did he get a call up Friday? Friday, baby strong. It was sick. sad Friday. Sad day. Friday after was it sad day? Because he was sad in day, Cologne. Because, he was a, so he was already on his way to the track. He was going to be commentating for the race or something. He was doing some sort of media thing. Uh, hence why he wasn't that far away. But he got a call up sad day because actually Stroll did the practice in the morning sad day and then was he was pretty ill at that stage and there was rumours flying around that he might not be able to do the race or the qualifying and then sad day afternoon Hulk swept in and did did a good job, I think, for no notice and no practice. I don't make Hulk Hulk a job next year if I was Haas. Better than your mob. Uh, <laughs> I, I was. This is the best resume that he could put forward. Yeah, look I at think, what I've done in like, two look, races. Yeah, and like I get called up, and I'm happy to jump in it straight away. And he's performing strong. Like he started last. He qualifying was a bit, but um, went through that the race. Like first lap, he was up four positions. Yes, he sort of had a bit of luck with the five retirements, but he was still moving through the field. But five and retirements like said, getting top ten is still a huge achievement. Oh yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Like to move up, was he did thirteen positions or something? Like it was something crazy. He got driver of the day. It was fantastic to watch him to get up to eighth. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I was like, come on, man, let's push. Like absolutely, was he so little seat like, time as well. He was only two, two point three seconds behind Leclerc. Like he wasn't yep. that far behind him. The safety car definitely helped bunch everyone back up um, Does towards that the end. To but... how good the actual um, racing point car is at the moment, the fake Mercedes? Uh, obviously, when you look at who it's comes a fake Mercedes, for... it's a legit, genuine Mercedes. <laughs> <laughs> it's not genuine. If we come out at the start of the year and said that racing point will be taking it to Ferrari this year, you would have told me I was off my head. Yeah, it was yeah, true. Good it come out in um, winter testing that they were pretty good and there was talk of them maybe being able to knock off Renault this year. And they were just well, they ab- Yeah, and they were just absolutely strides in front of everybody apart from Red Bull and Mercedes. Like they were fast and well, you look at how bad Ferrari's been this year. It's like and I've it must Shocking. be hard for them to turn up every weekend with the supporters they've got. It's such a passionate group and <laughs> just be disappointing people every weekend like it must be tough yeah that passion turns to hate real quick with a mob too <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Like, they're, are a they're, like, bunch. they're like lights man they can flick a twitch and they're on or they're off. Yeah. Well, that's exactly right that's why they probably had a lot of instability in their team because the supporters do turn pretty hard like you have one or two bad seasons as a team director and bye because they can't <laughs> deal with the, yeah. the hatred that's getting poured on the team well, so. Ferrari is currently six in the Constructors' Championship. That's crazy. With 80 points. Can you imagine if Leclerc wasn't there and it was like Sebastian or someone else that was struggling with their style of car that they've built? They'd be If last. they still had like Kimi and Vettel, they'd be so far behind. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, Kimi and Vettel finish right next to each other <laughs> this race. Yeah. yeah. When I yeah. saw Vettel spin at the start, I was like, Oh no, there's gonna be memes everywhere. Oh, Spinella's <laughs> yeah. back. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. But you look, Racing Point now has jumped McLaren. They're four points clear in third position on the champ- uh, constructors. It's well, it, and this is the other thing that shows you how bad Ferraris have gone and versus the Racing Point. I'm talking to people at work and they don't follow Formula One that well. And I said, Oh, Fatel's leaving and he's gone to Racing Point. They said, who's racing point? I'm like, it's the old Force India pink cars. Oh, they're like, oh, okay. Ignore That's a pretty that. big it's downgrade, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And it'll be Aston Martin next year. Um, but, and they're like, oh, that's a pretty big downgrade, isn't it? I said, well, actually, no, their cars are quite comfortably faster at the moment yeah. than the factory Ferrari cars. Yeah. And they're like, what? Since when? And it just shows you what sort of year Ferrari's had. Like, it's quickly fallen, like, they've, just absolutely plummeted down the, the the board, you know. They're not cheating anymore. <laughs> well, yeah, hey, we... were they ever cheating? Yeah, but oh. it sounds, it yes. wasn't something to do with their fuel <laughs> flow. Like... Uh, yeah, so apparently what it was was they, they, they could were... trick the fuel flow meter by, like, going the fuel flow meter didn't check the rate every, like, consistently. It was, like, say, check once every five seconds or something like that. So they worked out how to have their flow rate at the time that it's getting checked to be correct. So it's like flow at the right rate for one second of that thing. And then for the next five seconds, pump as much fuel as you can get through there. And then back to real slow at the, when the sensor's checking. And so then Red Bull lodged a technical inquiry and going, is this legal? And then the FIA said, no, and they're like, "Cool, look over there." <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, but you think about like it was, it was a very smart thing for Ferrari to do because if they come, yeah, well, the rules to state when the sensor has to, like, when it's checked, it has to be at that. Then they did it, and, and the, the way that they, they went, found it pretty easily was when they measured the fuel load in Charles's car. I can't remember what race it was, China maybe last year or something, um, where they measured it and it had five nearly six kilos of fuel too much in the car and they're going but you've used this much you put yeah, well you've used this much and you said you the put this much in the car yeah. yeah yeah it's there's something wrong here why did you put that you've that you had less fuel in your car than you actually had in your car hmm. um and the FIA started to dig very deep then i think it was full investigation behind the scenes but the biggest fall from grace is like last year at the Monza and that, like in the in Spa, the Ferraris were the fastest car by a mile in a straight line. Well, yeah. at that point and last year, we were saying, year, finally, they're taking it to them. Somebody's going to give it to Mercedes. Yeah, we had to cheat. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. Well, That's it, why it, if Mercedes come out, if it comes out 10 years' time that for the hybrid era that Mercedes was somehow cheating, I'd be like... I knew it. <laughs> yeah, it was <laughs> yeah. An extra I, I know what they're cheating boost. with. <laughs> yeah, I know what they're cheating with. It's called an extra probably quarter of a billion dollars a year. <laughs> How much? <laughs> Somebody in Germany okay, won a few year. championships. <laughs> what about next year with yeah. the the salary cap? Yeah. Like the the maximum amount you're allowed to spend on the car. Do you think? I don't, I think, don't think it's going to have that much of an effect for the next five years, I reckon. Well, it's not going to have an effect next year, definitely, because development's frozen anyway. Oh, you can't spend money. We, we weren't really going to. So 
Who cares? Yeah. And that means if you're a Ferrari fan, next year's still going to suck. So. Yeah. And that's why I'm glad Vettel's leaving. I don't have to pretend to be a Ferrari fan anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Aston Martin, favorite yeah. car ever. <laughs> yeah. Hey, James yeah. Bond. Yeah, cool. I can tell that in. Mm, yep. Mm. I, 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 I would, I'd quite happily take an Aston Martin any day of the week. <laughs> Do you think, like, because there's a new James Bond movie coming? I know they've all filmed it, but there might be another one that, like, they could get, like, Vettel and Stroll to do, like, a little cameo in it. What? They'd have to be henchmen of some sort. Like, you can't. Yeah. <laughs> or, like, they're, not they're the players or something like that. Yeah. Or, like, they could be, like, the uh, valets <laughs> at, like, one of the casinos. Or the dude's driving the cars in the car chase scene that you know is going to happen in every Bond movie. Yeah, of yeah. course. But it hasn't always been the Aston. I don't know. No, it was BMW a while. Uh, Pierce Brosman. I'm just trying to find like a list of, of the cars. But the classic Bond is the Aston. Yeah. The Aston. Of yeah, the, the Bond you remember Aston's drives an Aston Martin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, the DB9? Pierce Brosman is my Bond. Yeah, well, he's yeah, but the he wrong drove Bond. an Aston. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and Pierce he's Brosman did Bond. drive an Aston for a bit in a couple of the movies. Like, I think it's Die yeah. Another Day or whatever. They drove DBs. Yeah, they brought him. Five in Goldeneye. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. I thought he, he had the BMW Z4 and still BMW. No, it's just a Z4 in one of them, I reckon, or the Z8 even. Yeah. This is and the bank question die another day. But let's die face it, yeah, Roger go. Moore is the real James Bond, and if anyone disagrees, you can fight me about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was that Australian bloke that made the worst Bond movie ever? What is it? Actually, Aston's featured oh. a lot in the current era. Sorry, I'm going off track. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. That's very right. prominent in, in the current. I'm era. actually looking forward to seeing what the Aston Martin Formula One cars will look like because I think they'll obviously be British racing green. They'll look good. Um, oh, I hope so. Which I think will look smick. I would love like big silver wing gold wing. rims. Ooh. Like. I think Aston's more of a green and silver type team, though. I reckon it's going to be more yeah, of a green sure. silver combo. I wonder how tasteful the um the look the look will be as as well. Like I think they will actually look quite good if they keep it calm Lush. and the extra sponsors sort of front. <laughs> I assume I think WBT the water solutions is not going to um it won't continue on. I th- well, they won't be naming rights anymore for sure. Aston as a company will paying. want a very well, not, they're not naming rights. Sorry. Yeah, but mm. yeah, yeah, they will. But the majority owner of Aston Martin now is also Lawrence Stroll. So who gives a shit what, what anyone wants? It's what does Laurie want? <laughs> yeah. Vettel now bought shares in Aston Martin as well. Yeah, this is probably part of his deal. Really? Bought. Yeah. Brought. Bought. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give you. It's, it's part of the, the salary cap coming in. Mm. Of course. Shared ownership instead. Why not? I will. I will sell you some heavily discounted shares <laughs> every year. If the tax man They're asks. worth $50 per share. <laughs> yeah, it's saying here the team reported deal with the team, this is Sebastian Vettel with um, Racing Point, is worth about $15 million per season, which is a significant pay cut from the $35 million Ferrari salary. But it's possible the shares were part of the deal to attract the four-time world champion to the current midfield team. 
That sounds like a retirement care. plan if I've ever heard one. Toto Wolf. Mm. <laughs> Toto Wolf does. Yeah. So the new boss, mm. well, Formula One CEO, mm. Chase yes. Carey, our favorite mustache man, is leaving. He yes, got replaced by an old mate yep. from Ferrari, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah correct. Wait, what? And Toto Wolf was also in line to go at that position, but he decided he couldn't commit to it and he wanted to still dominate it instead of run it. Because <laughs> he knows he's going to win next year. He's like, well, maybe maybe 21, we'll see. No, 22, sorry. We'll see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like Toto, uh, what's that interview with? It Was it Brundle that was interviewing him a couple of race meetings back? And they, they did that big, um, like a proper full in-depth interview with Toto Wolf and they're asking about his life with his kids and et cetera, et cetera. And Toto's like, oh, like they asked him basically, are you going to leave the team? Because there's a lot of rumors flying around about Aston Martin. And he said, well, it's very hard for me to go from a team that's dominating <laughs> and go to another team and and like reach another pinnacle sort of thing. Like it's hard <laughs> to go from Mount Everest to – climbing another mountain and then be like, I'm on the top of this mountain. <laughs> so, um, Did Ross Braun yeah, build the so team the, first? No, I don't want it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, in, in, that, that, Jesus, mm. we're going deep now into the history of Mercedes. <laughs> um, but, yeah, anyway, it, it was it was interesting listening to him because I think he sold a fair few of his shares in the team as well and he's brought mm. shares in Aston Martin. Which is what all sparked sounds all sounds a bit sus. That's, well, I think him buying the shares is what started the whole he's going Aston. And he's just like, nah, I just think they're a good brand. And they're going places and I had to give him some information and need to sort of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the the shares are actually a payout for 2019 design papers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. sorry, I faxed you the wrong stuff. I meant to send you this one. Make sure you yeah, destroy that. <laughs> Yeah. It was just breakups. <laughs> it's all right because the email I sent him had this is intended for this person. Please delete everything yeah. in here is confidential. <laughs> I covered it. So true. <laughs> Wait, speaking of good uh, interviews, have you checked out Beyond the Grid yep. speaking to Sebastian Vettel recently? No, I haven't. No. Actually, awesome. I've seen it on YouTube. Mm. I love Beyond the Grid. It's if you get very, a second, check it out. I, to me, it's like it's screaming that Seb's got two years max left in him. Yeah. I can see Seb falling out of love with the race and just be like, I'm done. I think he already has. If he doesn't do much in the next year or so, his his exit plan is well on its way. That's something that surprised me with Kimi. Kimi Kimi keeps getting paid. It's like, like, fuck it. Yeah, and Kimi... Kimi called it a hobby. Yeah. (laughs) It pays for my vodka. He enjoys it. Yeah, and he actually enjoys the racing and stuff still. And he's probably one of the best for being able to turn the nonsense off around him. Like it doesn't phase him as much. Probably yeah. gives him the shits a little bit, but he doesn't show it where a lot of the others are trying so much harder to not show how much they hate. You know, I've just had a really terrible race. Now you're going to go make me stand in a pen and talk to dickhead reporters that half of them don't even give a crap about what's going on, but they want something, they want to a sound grab or whatever for their website somewhere. Mm. And um, Kimmy just doesn't feed that fire. He just gives them stuff for, and sometimes straightforward that stuff mumble magic. answers. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. Straightforward mumbly answers do make headlines sometimes. Like he was really blunt. <laughs> oh my God. 
Yeah, exactly. And that's sometimes that's where the magic comes from for Kimmy. I think he's he's my favorite. I've always loved Kimmy, but um, he's I think he's just happy to be there. Really, he's proved mm. what he has. He's got his. You know, he did really well when he was younger, and he managed to get back in the sport after being canned by Ferrari. Like, oh, well, so I'm not picking yeah. Kimmy as like the weekend warrior you see down at your club who rocks up 50 years old with his old Tirana and he's like, back in my day, I was great, you know? Like, yeah. that's the image I have from Rocket M for the rest of my life. Ah, oh, Kimmy the Bogan. Uh, I could get into that. <laughs> he's essentially a Finnish uh, Bogan. He loves the booze. True. Oh, uh, yeah. Love. He does. Love listening to all those stories from the the mechanic book. Oh, <laughs> that, that was, was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it's just ridiculous. Like the, how many bottles of vodka he could drink in a week. <laughs> like what Jesus. the hell? How's he not dead? <laughs> I don't know. I and that, and that's in between races. <laughs> like turn up Thursday, blind drunk, destroyed after drinking from Sunday night till Thursday, and then go practice Friday. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> what about his twenty these days? <laughs> no, what is his like a week long bender with the prince of in the Middle East? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, it's just some absolute like they're like proper rock star sort of stories that come out of that stuff. I'm yeah. sure there was a lot of white powder on tables and etc. and and lots of alcohol taken in those days. It's crazy times. And then you yeah. got Lewis, who's like staunch vegan. <laughs> It's just a very yeah. different era of driver, isn't it? It's okay. Cocaine well, comes from plants. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking well, of Lewis, yes, uh, he's, now matched, <laughs> Segway. he's now matched. He's now matched Michael Schumacher's record of ninety-one race wins. Have you seen the posters and pictures that Formula One have put up on the social medias and stuff like that of Michael Schumacher and Lewis Hamilton together? No. Is it from when no, I just he was a kid? I haven't seen it. No, it's just like it's Lewis Hamilton with his dreads and stuff like that, and then it's got Michael Schumacher in his typical Ferrari gear, screaming. It just says like um, victories, and behind it says ninety one. I was just like oh, when I yeah, saw it, like yeah. when I was looking at that um, not too long ago. I was looking at going. Oh, I wish Hamilton got like a real haircut. <laughs> like. <laughs> Like where where what? <laughs> what do you mean by this? What do you mean more like a mullet, like short in the front and long at the back, or no, just not that? Needs <laughs> a business weird little front. corner. Michael, yeah. I don't want to. Schumacher was very straight edge. I don't want to alarm yes. you, but you realize that Lewis is black. Yeah, his hair is not like Schumacher's hair. It's not as simple as that. He's not going to be straight and bleached, like <laughs> Michael. I don't care. <laughs> Bloody I agree. Lewis he's got a had, shit haircut. Lewis had a normal. Because of his he, shit haircut. Hey, he's you look at him when he came he's in. Had some bad haircuts. He has. We all gotta go back. We've gotta go back. Like, must have been. He must have been getting hair treatments or something to try and get it to grow again. And like for three years, he couldn't take his helmet off and his balaclava with the camera around. Do you remember? Yeah. He's like, yeah. he'd always turn his ass to the camera and bend down. Pull his balaclava off and put a cap on before the camera could see. So we couldn't see the like, bugs. 
Yeah, Aww. like what is going on here? How old though? Oh yeah, no, but his dad is one hundred percent bald. <laughs> yeah. I can thought you just shaved that bit, Mitch. Yeah, just like one bit because I like looking really weird. Oh, yeah. <laughs> headphones really you're well. Like, you're like, I like to look. I like that older look. <laughs> I hear the ladies are into older gentlemen these days. <laughs> uh, good luck editing this tonight, Michael. Uh, it's it's everyone. You get four of us yeah, together. All right, we're going. So you can cut the last five minutes if you really want. <laughs> Wait, how about the funny moment of Norris pulling a Fernando? Kick him yeah, sitting him down after his yeah. engine. Yeah. His, his car caught on fire. Reboot the meat. Yeah. That was sad. It's a McLaren yeah. thing. Yeah, this thing's a shit boy. Yeah. <laughs> Get me a beer. Yeah. Oh, man. How long did Norris complain about that car, but forever? And they're they're like, like, it's fine. It's fine. Just keep, bro. You're like, you're still in sixth position. We're not going to retire. Like, just keep <laughs> going. You're doing pretty good pace. Keep going. And he's like, I have no power. And I can't remember what mode they told him. It's like, you know, something 003. He's like, it does nothing. I've got no power. <laughs> like, like, calm down, Lewis. Jesus. And, and that's when the engineer's <laughs> like, if it dies, it dies. Well, the engineer, I think, was just trying to relay to him, like, hey, man, you know, like points pay prizes. So we're not just going to quit if we can get some points. <laughs> not going to quit because yeah. you want to go home. <laughs> Yeah, because this is feeling shit because you're half a second lap slower. Yeah. It's <laughs> got to be frustrating. Going. Yeah. Oh, and I completely understand both their point of views. It's like you're sitting back there with the whole picture, the guy in the car's going, no matter what I do, I can't set a good lap time. Feel shit. <laughs> yeah. It just seems like a little TikTok meme being like, it is what it is, you know? Yeah. <laughs> perspective. Do we think Cyril's like going to run off to the next tattoo parlor and try and well, get a tattoo done yet? I want to know. I want to know what it is, and I want to know where it's going to be, Ooh, and I want to know you? if we're ever going to see it. That's, I think, question three answers question two. Yeah, I imagine it's probably going to be on the arm. I'm wondering whether and... it's going to be a honey badger. I would like it to be a little honey badger in like the Lederhausen. Yeah, because well, so, Danny was saying it's going to have a German sort of flavor to yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. That, or so, like a little honey badger with a German hat with a Steiner beer. Oh, yeah. And, it, and a trophy in one hand. Yeah, see, that's tasteful. Tasteful? It's a story. It's yeah. a story. Tweet, tweet, tweet that to Ricardo. Let's get it out yeah. there. <laughs> Someone that's good at art, draw that up and send it to him. <laughs> so I can't talk about tasteful tattoos. I have a leprechaun on my forearm. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's a wee little leprechaun. <laughs> but, but how good How good was that to watch Ricardo actually get a podium? I was like, Only the whole time merit. I was like, don't you? Yeah, it was. And like, I was like, Perez, you better not ruin this yeah. for the whole country. I was, yeah, it was the same. I was like. I'm a little Perez. bit like, come on, Perez. Don't do it. I need points. You were a bit afraid to hope at that point, <laughs> eh? You just like you don't want to like think that he's got it and have it taken away. But but hey, did, did you well. guys see if Rick, the picture of the Red Bull dudes hanging out, congratulating Daniel over yeah. pit lane? That was pretty cool. Yeah, like his old teammates, That's like 
It's about time, buddy. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, it's Monaco. Like his last podium was a race win. Yeah. yeah. So in 2018. And the other thing that was really touching is how much of the Renault team turned up to congratulate oh, him. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. Like, was there. Every person from the team. It wasn't one side of the garage was there. Everyone was there. Did. And he fist bumped and elbow bumped literally like everybody. I think everyone except for Ocon. Ooh. Oh, really? <laughs> I didn't notice that. I, I don't know. Ocon it was really happy. At, I know that. But it, like Ocon was like second last from the end. And like because everyone was there. And I wonder how long they've actually got from the puck for me to get weighed. You know, before the FIA officials start going like, no, you've got to hurry up and do this because, mm-hmm. like, Ricardo just went to every he was person. Gone, yeah. I was like, he was gone for and then, yeah. like, sort of like he sort of almost went, walked back, but he's like, oh no, there's still more of you down there. And then because Ocon was like right down the end, he sort of got, didn't do everyone fist bumping. And I can't remember if I actually saw him fist bump Ocon or not. And I did remember last night thinking, like, did he just like fully, like, eh, to <laughs> I, I thought Probably it was not. Nice. It was Ocon did look really happy for Daniel. He as did. Well. It was touching, like the whole team, just the emotion pouring out of them. It, obviously, first, there's been a long road back. And first it's podium pretty cool. 2011. Mm. And was a that long re- time between was drinks? Renault. Yes. 2011. Yeah. Yeah. So they got podiums as Lotus, but it wasn't Renault. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. There was just the Enstone team, Lotus. Yeah. Yeah. That it, yeah, it, it was a pretty cool moment, and it made. Well, it's good like, to see that the team obviously, is still behind him, even though they know he's not going to be there. Yeah, well, I think. I think because I don't to think Ferrari because... will be doing that for Vettel. <laughs> not that I think he's going to be at the podium. <laughs> <either. laughs> no. yeah. yeah, you're like how if, many if Vettel gets to be. If Vettel gets a point, they're not going to be like, "Come on, let's get the big sign out, <laughs> everyone around the point." <laughs> Got a ten One point. <laughs> Yeah. Now, Ricardo got so excited, he forgot to do a shoey on the podium. So he did one in the trailer. Correct. Now, I, I think if you're doing that. it, did he do it with the if you're doing shoe? a shoey by yourself, he did it with, no, his race shoe. He did, did you see? But if you're doing off? it by yourself, well, he Does it taste nothing that he still? wasn't. Does it taste it, of course yet? it would. But I think if you're doing a shoey by yourself, Kind of look like a widow just drinking like a shoe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're just a widow drinking out of a shoe at that point. <laughs> it's a hundred percent it. Because I was, I remember, I was like, I was watching, going, "Yes, he's going to do a shoey," yeah. and then I was like, "Oh no, hang on." He said he was sort of going to retire the shoey to race wins, not just podiums. Mm. And I was like, "He has to do one this time." But apparently, he was so excited as soon as they started spraying the champagne and stuff on there, he just was like, "Spray everyone." Yeah, um, I I did watch the video of him nothing. doing his shoey, and it, it it does lose its appeal when it's not on the podium. <laughs> it's just you need you need it's like you need lots of people cheering. You need the the it's bad. I shouldn't oh, publicize guys. that, but you need the peer pressure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah you, you do don't... something dumb. Drink out of your shoe. <laughs> Can we speak about podiums real quick? Yeah, what's yes. what's the Bathurst podium gonna feel like without anyone underneath it? Shit. Shit. Mm. Segway queen. Mm. Oh, but I, 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 I wanted to just quickly <laughs> talk about the the, super, the Formula One podium and how quickly <laughs> the dude rushed Change off bag. Michael Schumacher's helmet. Yeah, really? Well, because Hamilton got 
Michael Schumacher's helmet from obviously one of his Mercedes days um, pre- presented to him by Mick Schumacher. And it was a very touching moment and stuff, but they didn't mic up Mike um, or Mick, sorry. And um, they were like trying to like, he was talking to him saying, you know, well done, congratulations. You know, this means a lot to our family and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to get Mike's, like my, the microphones underneath them. It was just a bit weird. Yeah, um, they should have marked him up before he went out there. But he gave got a helmet, and so Lewis Hamilton took that onto the podium and put that down. And I was thinking, do you really want to take like a race worn helmet by Michael Schumacher on the podium mm. that's going to get covered in champagne? And as soon as they're like, and now for the celebrations, before anyone shook up a bottle, one dude ran through like Secret Service, picked up the thing, yeah. wearing gloves, and rushed it off the um the podium before oh, everyone started good. spraying champagne. And, and, and I think like Lewis. Lewis even looked like had the champagne bottle to go that way. Like, nah, nah, my helmet's still there. I'll spray over this side. And then, then he started spraying everyone. Yeah. It is kind of nice to take it on the podium too. Like, yeah, to see Michael's helmet up there with Lewis. It's, this is the two most esteemed drivers that we've ever seen. Especially Mm. for our time. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. 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 yeah, And it's our generation that have watched Michael and, and like, sort of our generation and older that got to watch mm. Michael dominate and then now we've watched Lewis dominate. It it's pretty crazy. Ninety one wins. It's, it's God, lot. it's so many wins. It's ridiculous. Can he crack the hundred this year? I don't think so. No. no. I don't think I don't so. think oh, it's no. that many races. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, think about like what Mick Schumacher said, this means a lot to our family. Watch your back. Six left. <laughs> <laughs> Well, unfortunately for Mick, he I didn't mean, actually get to. No, he missed out on his practice, which kind of sucked. I was looking forward to seeing what happened there. Mm. But all by all accounts, he's going to be someone to watch. I mean, look who his dad is. <laughs> so yeah, there's six he... more rounds left this year, if you're wondering. Six more. Mm. Are they still with F1? Are they still stuffing around with F1, or is that set in stone now? Well, here's no, the thing. Adelaide and Melbourne are having this war over the F1 next year. Apparently, Adelaide's not getting it. You can't run it at the street track. Tell him he's dreaming. No, no, they're saying it's the bend. Yeah. Yeah, Yassin apparently wants to pour his own money into getting it there. He's going to start like into the facilities at that track from what I hear. I've never been there myself, but all I hear is not enough viewing area. And yeah, needs a lot more around before I think F1 will be like, you're right. Mm. Andrew Westacott, so he's the CEO of the AGPC, read that about Shaheen and literally came out the media and said, quote me, tell him he's dreaming. There's no way. Yeah. Like over Melbourne's dead body, is that going back to Adelaide? It should. Mm. Adelaide's a much better track than Melbourne, like the street track. No, I agree. Well, it's, not the same. it's not the same track anymore though. So not it's literally track. not possible. I know, but the old track was yeah. better. But it's the a, Melbourne uh, track yeah, is I better than the event. No. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Melbourne track's all right. I like it because it's in Australia and it's the opening round, but it's nothing super exciting. Yeah, but neither is the it best. Is, very it, is a, it is a pretty track. It's just not it the best pretty. track. It is pretty. It's just, it's it's flat and it's just. Got anger, yeah. some Melbourneites. Yeah. Ah, they got the enough anger issues. like a Herman Tilke track anyway, <laughs> so, and we all complain yeah. about how boring they are. Well, if we're talking about Formula One tracks, let's knock down bloody uh, Interlagos and 
knock down some more rainforests and build another Tinkham track. For once, I agree with Hamilton. Let's not destroy rainforests to build a shitty track <laughs> because in a logos is amazing. Like, why it, do you want to get rid of that track? It is. This whole this beef against Tilky tracks to me is just blowing my mind. I think it's stupid. Like everyone gives him shit. Everyone yeah. loved his tracks at the start, yeah. and now they're all. Well, what he does is he sort of has his. He sits he has on a his formula. computer and goes, "All right, and I've, here's my template of corners," and he just sort of drags them together and then overlays it on the topographical maps and goes, "I got to tweak it this way." And that's kind of why most tracks feel the same. But let me tell you, like that's how that's how every single track is designed. And I know because I've been on this side of the fence. I there also are circuits think, where I know, you'll but go, they're not all by. It's not well, all no, by not the, the one same person, But the idea behind it is the same, is that you grab good bits of tracks and you go, okay, let's do the Orange Park corner here, but let's like flip it and do it with a bit more of an open kind of whatever. So, you know, mm. when you're looking at places like Newcastle where you cut new roads in, you can go, what we want this to feel like is kind of like this. And it's usually, mm. it's not because you want to copy other tracks, but it's a point of reference. You go, that camera shot yeah. looked cool or getting the car unsettled coming into that corner is cool. It's not necessarily about like cut, copy, paste. And I think in his defense, mm. a little bit, places like Sochi and stuff like that, you're sort of like, what do you want me to do? It's a street track and you've picked a shit location. You want me to design totally. something yeah. for? Like he's kind of limited in that. But I kind of agree some of his tracks are boring as shit. <laughs> but some, some of all of tracks in general are boring as shit. He do you know what track that I really miss? The Indian track. Oh, the one that got used like twice. <laughs> twice. Got used twice. Oh, it Indian? was a really good that was a track, track. track in India. Ah. Uh. The Buhan in that was a Tinkham track. Tilky. But it was good. Tilky. That bloody turn that went out like 50 meters. Went out like bloody 30, 40 meters yeah. wide to like narrow well, in. That's, that's the, the common so criticism you hear about Tilky corner. tracks is they've got big runoffs and there's not enough room for blah, blah, blah. And then. You get a street circuit like Baku and you get people go, oh, my God, it's dangerous. They're going to hit walls and destroy cars. You can't please everybody. That doesn't bother yeah. me. And all. also, it doesn't help now if you're trying to get FIA graded. They're like, oh, you don't have 50 meters runoff mm. in this corner and this. Yet we could go what, to the Nürburgring. What is your runoff? Just, uh, like, yeah. Nothing. yeah. Well, well, that's too bad. I hope my drivers are talented. Let's do this. <laughs> Which yeah. is something that I'm quite liking about this um, – the race that we're doing, that's the Formula One season this year, is we're using a lot of older Formula One tracks, mm. and it's kind of cool to go back. Like we're racing in on November first, we're racing yeah. in Imola. That's going to be. I think sweet. the like, problem. I think the problem we have is well, just to uh, put another shine on it and give um, a, a different a different point of view is. A lot of these older tracks, unfortunately, I'm, and I'm loving watching them because it shows how much the drivers come to the front. Like the good drivers in these types of tracks are where they shine because it's where, mm-hmm. you know, you've, your heart's in your mouth, the, the turn-in points are like some of them are blind. You can't see the apex. They just really, it's really, 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 really high-skilled stuff. But the passing in these tracks, because they're so much narrower, there's singular lines, it's harder to follow, there's corner after corner and they wash, you end up, so like there might be a corner and then a corner and then a corner where it's a singular line and you're following a car and then it goes into a DRS zone. Well, that's too bad. You've just dropped, you know, 0.4 of a second in that section because your downforce has just been completely lost Mm -hmm. off your car. When you go to these 
later model tracks, they look boring. They've got no personality as such, I guess you'd say. Like their personality mm. seems bland. They're just they're very grey. And then you, the racing, but it opens it up. The DRS zones are set up really nicely, so they actually work. There is there is a lot of that other stuff that works. Baku is a bit of a weird one because you get a lot of passing in Baku because it's ridiculously long straight and slipstreaming works really mm-hmm. well there. So that's probably an oddity, but um, other than on that straight, where do you pass it, Baku? Well, you don't. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Because you're going to exactly. hit a wall. But to, like, the, the tracks yeah, are designed yeah. for the times at which they're built. So we've we've gone through so yeah, many yeah, generations exactly. of cars exactly. since then and and different engines, different aero yeah. packages and all those kind of things. is like the very – the personality of the cars as well as the tracks are very different. So seeing how they transpose between eras yeah. is so interesting, but I don't necessarily think it's compatible in that kind of way. It's a bit apples and oranges. Do you think – No, what was yeah, Australia's going to do through this? Sorry. Well, I was just going to say, say – Do you think – Oh, you go. <laughs> you know, you go, bitch. I've already cut all your free time. <laughs> No, all I was gonna was say is like when you look at anyway, my, no, no, no. get fuck JD. That's what. Fuck you, good night. Like when we talk about super ex- exciting tracks and stuff in Australia, like people talk about the Bend, how boring it is, and that's the most modern track in Australia. Mm-hmm. You look at one of the oldest tracks in Australia, Bathurst. Do you think that Bathurst would be approved as a race track today? Absolutely not. not. Chance in not hell. A chance. Exactly. It's just like. <laughs> All these exciting tracks. I've only just sort of. But not even that. Bad example. Let's go Monaco. Monaco would never be approved today. Monaco for the last ten years, they've been saying, "Oh, the days are numbered. Too dangerous." Still there. Even (laughs) Monaco. Monaco's there because Formula One. It's the same reason why Bathurst exists. Heritage. Heritage. Exactly. Exciting. Max even come out, I think it might have even been this weekend because they were talking about the rain or something like that and he's t- they were talking about danger, et cetera. And then he's like, oh, I can't believe, I can't remember. He was talking about another track and they're like, it's too dangerous to drive at. And he's like, we do over 300 kilometers an hour at Monaco. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, so what's the difference? It's a good point. And they're like, like uh, yeah. <laughs> it's different. You or you have the to go there. The difference is but- these days we don't. <laughs> That's we don't expect choice. people the to die in the sport anymore. That's the difference. Whereas back then we were killing two to three drivers no, a year. And that was part of it. Well, yeah, like in the yeah. 70s, it was like, might die this weekend. Yep. Oh, well, bro, you get paid. You'd be right. A hundred percent. That's what's mm, changed. Yeah. yeah. What I was going to say before when I kept interrupting Mitch is saying, do you think the supercars in Australia in general might go through a change of these not as exciting racetracks as new racetracks are getting built around the country. We've got that new one in North Queensland, the willpower driving thingy that they're building. They're talking about one that's, you know, going to be able to, Yeah, like there's new racetracks sort of getting planned to get built that are going to be off the modern design with lots of runoff, um, big sweepy corners and stuff like that that aren't going to be as exciting. Do you think Australia, like supercars, probably won't have that thing where, like, oh my god, all our new track, all our tracks are just shit new ones because we'll have Australia's a not go out and keep Yeah, we're going to have new and older tracks. But I just think, um, do you think the new ones are going to have the same backlash as the, the bend and that? Because I remember when the bend was getting built, I was all excited for it, and I still quite like. 
the bend and i think the guys that went you know behind it that funded it is it takes a lot of balls to go out there and build a, a higher grade motorsport complex that being said about the bend and supercars i i know you were busy traveling so you didn't get to see it but that second layout was better than the first one to me i have to agree yeah i like it i liked it better yeah the um, I can't even remember what the turn number was. There was this one turn. Yeah, I, I know which one they cut off. Closed up yeah. everyone. Yeah. And six or seven. The amount of people off in the dirt, like James Courtney was dead set rally driving at one point, <laughs> and he just like punched on through back onto the track, and it was just like that section was really good to watch. It was it because the it track was cool. widened up so it went so wide and then closed down on them mm. that people were like, oh, I can do this. I can drag this out wide. I can do whatever, and then they couldn't. And they didn't find out they couldn't yeah. it was too late. And it was actually really good to watch. That's it good. did really imagine... open up. That corner actually opened up a lot of passing maneuvers as well because that it was so wide. There were different lines that you could take. You get a shitty run and defend. And yeah, you really it, there were, it was pretty cool. I I agree with you hundred percent there. It was it was nice change. And it was actually cool to go to a what's that? Do you think we'll do that more often? Like we may race the different layout. I think we should well, this now, is I what I'm, I'm like, like it was pretty cool to see going to a track and just seeing a different different layout and a different aspect to that track, if you know what I mean. Like we, we, we're so used to going to some of these tracks that have multiple layouts, but we will always do the mm, same like layout. Like S&P. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, exactly. And it, it's pretty cool. And I understand why they don't do that. Like because, you know, we don't we never go back to the same track normally in a season. Like it's. It's one you get one race or one yeah. weekend. Yeah, you have your races and then you go back to your corner until mm-hmm. next year. <laughs> you don't need to do the second layout, and we wouldn't have found out. They the should build a layout was super exciting without the second weekend there. I was stoked yeah, when they, should, they said um, they were doing a second. Build a layout. second layout. At, build a second layout at Hidden Valley, which goes from Clubhouse straight to Turn Nine, so you miss the hairpin. How much quicker would the track be? <laughs> you mean you <laughs> build a NASCAR track? We, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say if you're gonna do that. I reckon you go up where the hairpin is and actually get some elevation, use the elevation mm. in that area and go up through the top of the hill and then come back at turn 10 where we sit. Yeah, mm. through the S's. They'll never spend, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That Do you think off cool. the back of this season we're going to start to see more double headers coming through? Because it seems to be pretty well received by the teams. And I think even the yeah, locals. I probably this next year because I'll be here. Mm. I think um, we're I talking about cost-saving measures, and I think that's a massive yeah. one. Yeah, I think that helps with TV production. It helps with the obviously with the um, just logistics of everything. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, they probably don't make as much money on ticket sales, but that probably is going to be something that's going to suffer for the next couple of years mm-hmm. anyway, with traveling, etc., being slower and 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 less people willing to go from city to city, states to state, country to country. Um, I think, yeah, it's definitely something on the cut. I don't know if Darwin will get that, but no, I definitely see like probably. Sydney and those bigger populations, Melbourne, Adelaide, probably getting that, and especially Queensland. I always thought like Darwin, like the doubleheader in Darwin makes sense. You're driving 3,000 kilometres, stay here two weekends, yeah, race twice. It's a long drive just to That's do one weekend's worth like, of work. It might be beneficial to do two here because – you hear yeah yeah i i agree and and we do get we do normally get pretty good ticket sales at our gates compared to some of the 
other cities, especially if you half the town. Like, this is not how they look at it. Yeah, they don't. They don't look at it per capita, but yeah. we always do in Dalton. We always because proud of it. It makes yeah. our numbers. Look <laughs> Yeah, because, you know, 30 to 40,000 people turn up and the population of the whole of the Northern Territory is only less than 200,000. Yeah. Well, that implies yes. like Percival, who missed you get, out this year. You get 10,000. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's their own fault. Come on. That's a lesser yeah, fault. Easy. Yeah. Uh, but like Perth, having to, Perth <laughs> missed out this year on having any round gets a doubleheader next year. I reckon the, the, they will embrace hmm. that. It'll be good. And for the same reason. While oh, you're there, hundred percent do too. Of course you would. Yeah, because and Perth, it's another one even further away. You said it's probably five thousand yeah. k's from uh, from Gold Coast, from where half and the same for Tassie. Are. So yeah, like I think Melbourne yeah. would travel down to Tassie, given that they missed out at Sandown this year as well. If you're a big enough fan, it's not hard to get there if you can get there. But that's another argument. But. <laughs> Borders being yeah. open, I think people yeah. are going to be more willing to travel further next year to see these guys. And if Victoria mm. gets their shit under control, I think we're going to have a lot more freedom next year anyway. It's just. I, I think, think it's pretty much under control. In Victoria's defense, I think they're doing. If you didn't catch that on the I mic, I rolled that. my eyes really hard at that comment. <laughs> you're, not even from, you're not even in Victoria anymore. Yes. so I'm not currently. Welcome to the other side of the fence. We can throw shit out of yeah, this side. Not, like, I, I know what it's like to live on that side of the fence, so I kind of I keep my empathies on that side because they're the ones who are actually suffering. But no, I understand. Sorry to bring uh, some serious feels into the conversation. That would be really fun, but yeah, no, I think it, it's going to be great to see what the series do next year. I think there's a lot of hope for the way things are going. Like you said, with the, driven by cost saving as the incentive, I honestly think the fans are going to be the winners out of this. Mm, I agree. Yeah, yeah, and we're going to keep as well. Like, it's going to make it easier for them to lower their the essentially their race per race mm. costs. When well, next already- year we're well. still keeping the same race format, so we're going to do these three races, no refueling. Mm. Well, apart from endurance, if anything, out of COVID. yeah, yeah, I. With- what? I don't know if I like this no refueling because I like the idea of being able to have a short pit stop and a bit more strategy than just two I wheels think it and tires. But I know if why they did it. If you keep the crewing numbers the way they are now, it works. But if you go back to one yeah. guy per wheel, I think you'll see that it gets boring quick again. Mm. Mm. I mean, it's it's good. It's like it's putting extra strain on the um the crew to like be able to get these pit stops down because it's like you 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 are mm. the tires. I always remember, I always used to watch it and you'd go, compared to Formula One, I know Formula One is different because you've got, what, three guys per corner. You've got a guy taking a wheel off, you've got a guy putting a wheel on and you've got a dude who's just on the gun. And you're like, well, that's why Red Bull can get theirs to like two seconds mm-hmm. flat. Yeah. And then you watch the supercars and you got, you know, when they were always, when they were sprint races and they were just the tyres, they are always a lot better. But as soon as you've got fuel and you know you've got yeah. an overhead, the pit stops weren't as slick, I would say, sometimes. They're sort of like you don't need you can afford to have a fumble. Yeah. You're covered by fuel. So it doesn't matter if you get it done in two seconds, you still got fuel for mm. ten. And you notice a lot of the mistakes that cause penalties are fueling hose wasn't disconnected when the car was dropped and shit like that. Yeah. It's not off like you used to see the spinning wheel thing a little bit, but 
Mm. I think they figured out stop field wheels. The line locker. And then you don't get a penalty for yeah, it. They, <laughs> well, the line lock is yeah, now the... Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Even in this... I mean, we had that thing at this the... This current format, and sorry, it opens up the possibilities for a two, three, or four-wheel change. Like, we're seeing big differences in pits in terms of who can manage their tyres, and that's a significant amount of time. Like, you can actually really jump somebody in the pits by choosing how you tweak that if you can make the tyre live. So that's well, cool. I think that's I, the biggest thing that's come out of the two weekend format is the difference in strategies versus one weekend to the next. Like you look at one weekend, everyone thinks they've they've worked it out in the simulator, they've worked it out with how far they can get in their mileage on Friday, and then all of a sudden they get to the race and they realize, oh shit, we've had to pick the pace up a bit faster than we wanted to to stay in a position we wanted to stay. You know, two tires ain't going to work anymore. Maybe we need to go to three because at the end of this race, we're going to have nothing left in the car. And that was really interesting to watch one weekend to the next because then you get to the next weekend and they're like silk. Mm. You know what I mean? Like they've got the mm. strategies worked out to make the best. And that was probably the biggest thing I found with the first weekend always threw up, if, if I'm to be honest, possibly better racing in the way it was more – um, random people at the front, yeah. etc. And then you get to the next weekend, the best engineers, the best cars, and the best mm. drivers always tend to get to the front at the rate. It, it, it was interesting this year. We've really seen that uh, dynamic of, you know, throw a few more question marks in there and all of a sudden we're not getting just Jamie Wincup and Scotty winning every race. We're just getting Scotty win every Second race. Yeah, two out of three. The, the data availability, like the fact they can't see the data until post-weekend, I think has had an effect in the same way, which has been cool. Yeah. But for the same yeah. reason they need to keep that the up. second weekend has given more boring racing, for lack of a better term, I think that's what made the Bend doubleheader one of the more interesting ones this year because it was two different tracks, same surface, yeah. but you don't get I the agree. same tactics from it. So that actually made it quite good. Because everyone, when you went into the second weekend at the bend, everyone just wanted to talk about mm. tires, but they had taken out like three of the biggest loaded corners on that tire. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. And it changed the strategy. Like it, 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 it was, it, it's, you're exactly right on the front of that weekend was a bit of another anomaly because you changed, you're like, hey, you guys worked it out. Guess what? We've changed it yeah. all on you. <laughs> Do it again. Yeah, and that was great. Because that racing. First- yeah, that first weekend was more deg than they expected and then they sort of talked about it in the next race and they're like, oh, well, it didn't really we pan it. out that way. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think we need, we need more deg tyres. Like we need tyres that Just drop off. off a lot. Now we're, now we're getting into the nitty-gritty, eh. aren't we? I see Hannah oh, no, doesn't agree. Okay, what I, I, no I, matter I, what we do with the tyres, they're going to figure it out and they'll find the one strategy that works and they'll do it again. The data, like you said, yeah, the I data know. As is soon as you give them, If we give them tires that degrade a lot, all they're going to do is work out the best, the quickest way to do it is pot around doing 10 seconds off the actual mm. race that pace actually because you're not going to hold the thing down. down. Yeah. yeah, 100%. It, it, is an interesting, it is an interesting point of view because you look at how Formula 1 do it and they, they're always looking for a strategy to make you have options. So they've got the three different tires. Yeah. You can go to a weekend. You can do a two-stopper. You can do a one-stopper, etc. And the teams always seem to work out 
how to use the softest tire for qualifying, and then how to use the second softest to do mm. the whole race. It's I, crazy. They I need to almost go softer and make the teams really work on it so that, hey, yeah, you want to use the softest? You're probably going to have to use the hardest to get through this race with in a one-stopper. Like it, I like it, it, It's very difficult. But I, I like supercars is not big enough to go to Dunlop. No, they can't. Kind of, they, they, well, they do have three. They've got three. Oh, they They've got the hardest often in the wets. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, well fine. Compulsory wet tires. Like, <laughs> yeah, you come to Darwin, you have to use three sets of softs and two sets of wets. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm around the wet. Middle of five laps. Like, you know the thing about wet tires; they're actually softer than soft tires. They just get wet and yeah, cool down nicely. <laughs> so you're going to cook them real fucking quick. <laughs> and then they have this nice little tread pattern that walks all over the road when you were driving yeah. on them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, We've been talking um, for like an hour. We haven't even touched on Bathurst. <laughs> or basically that. any Formula One. <laughs> Super cheap. Are we talking about Formula One right this soon? <laughs> yeah, that video. Oh, They're getting a restraining order if over you that. Haven't, <laughs> if you haven't seen the video of Super Cheap's press conference about leaving, what is it, Bathurst? Supercars have left them. Supercars. They got yeah. dumped by Bathurst, is what they're saying. <laughs> yeah, Super Cheap Auto dumped by Bathurst 1000. Um, go check it out. It's fine. That I don't know where it is. It's like the most genius marketing I'm... I have seen in God knows when. Just amazing. I love, I love how he's. It's an absolute like, yeah, turn cheap. into we're the cheap, problem. Like, get out. All our degrees of oil is twenty percent off, and like down there, not that's like, related. Oil twenty percent off. Um, <laughs> it's just honestly, it's, but yeah, I don't know it's where. The best. It's and like as somebody who has lived in Victoria this year and has watched a press conference at least every second day for more than half of this year, it was just like so timely, so brilliant, just amazing. Like I, some people, I think it's missed. They've missed the humor especially people who aren't dealing with that whole COVID thing still, but holy crap, I was in tears watching it. It's just brilliant. Honestly, if you can't see the humour in it, yeah. like there's something wrong with you. There's, yeah. there's some yeah. comedy yeah. in it. Yeah. Like, if you free. can't see how it's coming. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. If you're taking that seriously, go home, man. Yeah. We don't want you here. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but I love that they just like, lean right into it. They're well, just like, you know what? These people are owned by, you know, an offshore company. They're not local, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. We're local, super cheap, super cars. We were the perfect match. And just like, oh, my God. And even just the dodge of questions yeah. and – it goes oh. on for, yeah, yeah, I was going to say, it goes on for ages too and the questions yep. at the end are just top it off. Like the, the press conference part yeah. is perfect and then the questions. Oh, how do you respond <laughs> to the, the CEO's comment about this? And you're just like, oh, my God, they did that. Like, wow, okay, cool, they did that. <laughs> Sweet, you know. Yeah. Oh, what was that? Was well, who like are they trying to about... impress anymore? Yeah. <laughs> we're we're going to be, they reckon they're going to be fresher and bring more to the party or something like that. Yeah, or was it, they're going to be a breath of fresh air. And he's like, well, we've got the best job yeah. in the business. How else are you going to revive something? You're just like, bloody, come on, you know. And you know what, kudos to whoever it is in supercars who saw that, saw the humour in it and signed off on it because no doubt they would have had to approve that at some level. Like good on them for actually seeing the funny side yeah. of it and and not being what we know them to be as the politically correct let's not offend anybody kind of group of people. I wonder how much it's like, they're still the con they're still the, um, the naming sponsor. So they must have some rights to use 
the Bathurst 1000. When you sign for it, that's what you signed up for. You're like, I'm still in my contract. We can say Bathurst 1000 all we want. Yeah, exactly. And that's why they've done it. It's like, yeah, here's a bit of a, and then why not? Yeah, 100%. (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, like all sponsorship, like when Calypso left Adelaide Mm. 500. We still call it Calypso. You know, long-term sponsor. Yeah, I mean, well, how many times next year do you reckon we're going to see the Super Repco Bathurst 1000? Well, to be honest, we're already (laughs) seeing the Repco Supercars Championship on TV. Like I've already seen that logo come up because, again, obviously Virgin aren't paying the bills because there's no other way they'd be allowed to do that. So, yeah. you know, I think it depends on how, how you leave and what um, the, the situation looks like. You, you did mention that we've been going for an hour, so I am going to kind of steer us towards the wet Sunday that will be Bathurst. I'm so excited. I hope so. I hope so, so much. I hope. I, I checked the bureau. They reckon two to eight millimetres of rain over the whole day. That would be completely... So Completely politically it's, incorrect. It's not much. Uh, what time though? <laughs> 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 well, I mean, we were doing fisting earlier, so there's that. Again, good luck editing the episode. Um, <laughs> is, is two to eight mils a lot of uh, rain? It depends when, because uh, we're not starting till eleven o'clock. Hey, and they're, they're talking about Bathurst. As in the township, they're not talking about on top of a mountain (laughs) where it always seems to rain, regardless of what the township's doing. So, if they're saying it could be rain, we're a long way out still, too. This is only Mm. Monday night, it could be dry or it could be bloody wet. So, or it could rain in the morning and they'll dry it out. Mm. I was, I was talking to Mitch the other day, going, if I'm not there. Yeah, you don't mind. <laughs> that I don't mind a super a wet supercar race if mm. I'm not there. True. <laughs> don't really want to be in the stands. It's a bit shit, mm. <laughs> especially when the whole race just gets called off. Gold Coast. Yep. And yeah. then Slash walk home, home, and then it's dry. Slash like, Adelaide. Dry enough to jump in the pool. We did. Um, so there's there is like really so many drivers that are in contention oh for this God, weekend. Yeah. There is a lot of really good driver and pairings. Who's the championship's your... not on the line, though. Not who... so people are going to throw everything yeah. at it. So I can't wait. Oh, oh, Who's your outsider you pick? The... I do. I oh, do. I was going to say, have you got a list? Because it'd be interesting just to hear them all. Okay, I'll go um, through the list, starting in car number. So because... start it. Yeah, sorry, Mitch. Yeah, yeah. My favorite, just saying, Anton and Brody. Do it. Ooh. Do it. Yeah, well, we'll get to that. That's going to be second last car because they're 99. Yeah, but so starting at car, <laughs> um, car number two, you've got Bryce Ford and Kurt Kostecki. Yeah. Car number three, Macca Jones, Tim Blanchard. Car number four, Jack Smith and Jack Perkins. Car number five, Lee Holsworth, Michael Caruso. Car number six, Cam Waters and Will Davison. Car seven, Andre Heidgardner and Dylan O'Keefe. Car eight, Nick Perkat, Thomas Randall. Car 9, Davey Reynolds, Will Brown. Car 12, Fabian Coulthard, Tony D'Alberto. Car 14, Todd Hazelwood, Jordan Boys. Car 15, Rick Kelly, Dale Wood. Car 17, Scott McLaughlin, Tim Slade. Car 18, Mark Winterbottom, James Golding. Car 19, Alex Davison, Jonathan Webb. Car 20, Scott Pyde, Dean Fiore. Car 22, Chris Pither, Steve Owen. 
Car 25, Chaz Mostert, Warren Luff. Car 34, Jake Kostecki and Zane Goddard. Car 35, Jake, uh, J- Gary Jacobson and David Russell. Car 40, Tyler Everington and Jaden Ojeda. Car 44, James Courtney and Brock Feeney. Car 55, Jack LeBrock and James Moffat. Car 97, Shane Van Gisbergen and Garth Tander. Car 99, Anton and uh, Anton Di Pasquale and Brody Kostecki. And car triple eight, Jamie Wincup and Craig Lowndes. Mm. Is it just me or is um, Tickford looking like they have more Tick- than one? I was going to say pairing. my outsider pick sounds crazy. Camp. Good Jack LeBrock. Mm. Out, that's my outsider. I actually think Lee Holdsworth. Oh, my- I think Cam and Dave. Lee Holdsworth is mm. Bruce. See, Cam and, Cam well, and Dave are my actual picks, so this I'm going to is- <laughs> come back to that. But yeah. Yeah. See, I was but, singing like, but yeah, this if is she the, doesn't pick Cam, I am. Oh, no. Now I'm picking 100% him. he's on my list. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> yeah. And this is the thing. When you think about it, like look at their, their, their whole driver lineup at Tickford. If there is a problem with Scotty McLaughlin's car and Jamie Wincup and Craig Lowndes, they uh got to be the next. Oh, they're just 100%. all of them. You can pick yeah. any of them. They're just... They're just a good driver with oh look an ex supercar driver that's got so many. fifteen years of experience. Yeah. Even, yeah. even like, under oh, that wow. criteria, one that I'm actually old, like, there's still credentials there. Mm. Shit car, a great mm. pairing. The one that I'm interested <laughs> to see, yeah. except the car, terrible car, <laughs> great pairing. I'm interested yeah. to see how James Courtney and Brock Feeney go. That'll be a good pair. Because Brock Feeney, he can steer a car. Like, yeah, he's young, but I think and Courtney's he's... been looking better and better and better in that car. Oh, it's, he's oh. really starting to come to terms with it. I think Courtney's in a car that he can work with, unlike he was at War Control mm. the whole time. Yeah, yeah well, I think I the War Control cars were yeah. a problem. Um, I think they've definitely well, turned a corner though. this season. Like, Chaz Chaz and Warren. I think their team dynamic was a problem, to be honest. Like, they mm. didn't have anyone in the right position for a long time there yeah. and that's why they did their big reshape do do any of you remember courtney's last weekend with um with walkinshaw at newcastle in 2000 what was it 17 17 he did that one great uh, team sydney remember <laughs> Yeah, and anyway, so so they ended up running with the super shocks that they were basically the petted branded shock that they're now running with. They were running development ones of those, yeah. and they actually both reported that the cars actually felt better yeah. than what they'd been previously running, um, which they'd been flogging dead horses with for a very long time try and develop the, I can't remember what the brand of shock they were actually using previously, but they said it actually lit the car up. It, it felt better. Um, mm. I, I wonder if there was a, it was something that's happened there with, you know, obviously the supplier was not giving them, what I'm, I'm not saying that with the deliberate, What's that saying to yeah, the but front just the product. I the development was the point of contention with them. Well, I think that's what Debore would have brought, and I think that's probably where they've moved forward with tunability, et cetera, this year has definitely been Debore bringing technology from mm. Tickford. 
and, and I think he was a driving force there too. The standard dampers take say. that mass out of the equation too. You like you don't have to worry about that. Yeah, everyone's it's not unknown for Debore to travel with some shocks. Remember we see it at Gold yeah, Coast. Yeah, Gold Coast Airport dropping <laughs> some, drop off a full upright to some Audi dudes. Here you go, bro. <laughs> yeah, don't know what it was about. Didn't ask. Just soon as, as soon as his baggage was off the carousel, because I was on mm. the same flight as him, I was like, oh, there's Adam DeBoer. Anyway, he got off the plane. As soon as he got to the um, carousel, he's got his bag out. Boom, undone. There's a full upright. There you go. See you later. Out of his luggage. And old mate from out, he's like, cheers, mate. <laughs> on his bike. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> okay. Um, random we've been going for a while. Um, Hannah, we need your tips. Really? We can't destroy that a little bit more. I like oh, to hide my, hide my cards. No. <laughs> All right. Well, because I'm losing. Go. You've already. I'm losing a by a margin that is unrecoverable at this point. So I'm gonna go a little bit wild. Hey, hey you could probably recover it because there is the. Let's, let's recap the margin, shall we? Yeah. I'm behind by what sixty odd points. Yeah. No more. Um, Hundred and sixty points. <laughs> no, 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 no. She's behind by like. There you go. See, my mother's okay. <laughs> See, you can catch good. up. We've that's all got to drop two rounds. So, you know, there's still stuff to happen. So you've got more points my to lose. My chance to slim is what I'm saying. So yeah, I'm I'm going to go a little bit bold yeah. and a little bit reliable here. So my number one pick is going to be SVG because I feel like he and Garthander haven't uh, won a Bathurst yet. There is nothing for Triple A to lose in backing him now. There's no championship on the line. I feel like that's a wise pick. Um. I cannot see past mm-hmm. yep. Cam and Davo. That to me is just yep. That's pretty much if McLaughlin's not there, they will be there. Um, and Anton yeah. again, Anton. I think with Brody, just yeah. I feel like that's what is just. I see we just like, right what now. He's like, well, it's all good because I can still pick two of them. It doesn't yeah. matter. You only need two. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. But that's where I'm. That's all right. By the Mitch, way, I just want to give a disclaimer. I have right. picked the last three winners on Sportsbet in a row and made decent okay. money. Nice. Off Who'd you pick this one? <laughs> yeah, I did that and then I lost my account details and <laughs> never did it again. I had $300 no. in my account. <laughs> did you not yeah. use your email address? Just sign up. Forgot password. No, uh, no I them. need to. Like, yeah, yeah, I need to. Anyway, anyway. Right. anyway, yeah, anyway. I need to do that. Mitch, tips. All right, so obviously Scotty, because he's going to go flat out as anyone yeah, else, <laughs> and he's got the best car on the grid. Yeah, I'll go with J Dub, and then see. This is where I'm a bit in trouble because I thought I had a good but pick, and I told someone too early. <laughs> um, you know, fuck it, Davy Reynolds and Will Brown. Oh, because no, you never know. nah, you dreaming. Mm. You don't reckon he'll he'll you don't reckon he'll not light after back winning up? one missing one. I can hope so because I just said it out loud. No, nah. the the fates the gods will um, not allow. All right, JD. Hannah, shut all up. Right. We need a pick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get this done. We're going like, for I'm not editing it's an hour and twenty minutes. Hurry to tell me to shut up. I'm like kudos, man. I'm actually impressed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, I'm gonna go, Scotty. Uh, I'm going to go J-Dub and I'm going to be very, very boring and go, well, I'm going to have a unique one now, don't I? Yeah, so. Uh, 
Go Andre. Chazzy. Chaz is my next one for sure. Yeah. Hindgardner. Oh, Sorry. I Chaz I always got a win, but he doesn't have this luck either. But who is who is with Gardner? But uh, D- uh, Dylan O'Keefe, yeah, yeah. Negative. I mean, he's, he's not, a good kid, but no. I'd be honest, know. I would Chaz. probably go Bryce over go Chaz. Andre this time. Oh, You're going to I... Chaz and Luffy. Luffy's won how many um, times? Come on. I love I Luffy. Love me some love. That doesn't mean what you think yeah, it means. Things are good. Look, and just a throwback. Just to throw back to the E series to be able to drive with a legend, it was amazing. <laughs> and it hunted me down. Scary. Yeah, I beat him and chased us down. <laughs> we so all beat him. Didn't we? Michael didn't. Nah, he passed me. I finished behind uh, him. Um, Jay, oh my god! Yes, just... <laughs> this is why we do it beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go. No, no fuck it. Can I don't we... care. I don't care. I'm gonna go with Bryce. Okay. Okay, I'm waiting for somebody to pick me perk up. Yeah. With Tom Randall. He's been Randall. doing good this year. Tom Who's Randall. Who's Perkat with, but? Uh, it's a pretty good run. Actually yeah, pretty yeah. good. Yeah. No, I, 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 I want Bryce to do well. He's And last year, the teaming with Heim Gardner and him was mm. amazing. The only reason I probably wouldn't pick Bryce this year was, um, you know, to see what Kurt's going to yeah. be like. He's not been in the mm. seat for a while, so. Uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. hopefully you can bring it together. I'll go mm. Jack Smith, Maca Jones, <laughs> and uh, Pitha. Wait, no, no it's recorded. Write it down. Write it down. No, 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 no. I've already actually written other ones in there. I've can we do like a revised championship based off what that result is, though? Because if you somehow win it off that, I swear to God, I will bow down and pray to you. And somehow you lost 400 points. We can't. Do you remember? Do you remember the part where he said you couldn't drop this round? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. Uh, um, I'm going to go. And the last car I'm going to put in there Wait, is. Wait, so um, So, Wind Cup, Per Cat, and Ooh, James Corbin. Per Cat. I think he's a good outsider. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and JC just. Mm. See how it goes. Everyone loves Jesus. I mean, but yeah, I'm playing. I've got that little bit of a buffer to have a yep. have a flutter. Yeah, and just see how it goes. After but the, that is. Hmm. Well, I was going to go really boring. I was going <laughs> to say Fabs, but no. after Fabs taxis, no. uh, throwback. One three Fabs. racing inside. One three Fabs, Fabs. taxis. <laughs> yeah. If you haven't listened yeah, to racing insiders yet, please all, that bit. my weekly shout out. <laughs> yeah, we're yeah. all um, we're all pretty much on the same panel. That Scott's this is Scott's oh, last done. supercar race. Penske gone, Penske gone. Scott's gone. Yeah, it's now. worth getting secret. It's just coincidence that Penske's fourth <laughs> IndyCar driver is off contract yeah. at the end of the year. Real big coincidence. Yep. And all other three aren't. Hmm. <laughs> so hmm. what do you what do you think's going to happen? Oh, we've learned a theory. I think. Yeah, mate. Peter Addison's going to buy it. Yeah, right. He doesn't he does. have the money. Yeah. He Good only luck. needs to buy 51%. Yeah, because, because Ryan's still Yeah, and still probably. He's not going anywhere. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Does Ryan no, own right. the rest hey, of it? How much does DJ? Well, he, Ryan owns yeah. most, most Dick, of Dick the rest Johnson's of it. Dick Johnson's got all of it. He's the next majority shareholder. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, but how much is it worth if you're not in the sport? Well, they're not going to disappear overnight. So at the moment, the rumors are Davo and Anton in a new version of DJR. Well, see, that's, that's the thing. You, well, buy the, the other team rumor was, is, man, that team drive. has a lot of value in it. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone wants it. Like, you get the, I get those cars for yeah. next year? Yeah, sweet, cool. I'm in. There was another rumor that Cool Drive was going to go out on its own and grab Davo in a Mustang and buy one of Phil Monday's old Mustangs. Yeah. If I was Davo and I had the options, I'm not going to the Blanchard's house. <laughs> Well, it's not not about not about Blanchard's house. Yeah, it's about saying no to the Mustangs that are being run by Penske. If it's like, oh, do you want a Penske car yeah. or not a Penske car? What the hell are you going to say? Of course. Yeah. And this one's actually a Penske car, not like that Super Two junk that Brian yeah. got. Yeah. <laughs> it was presented nicely. It was presented nicely. It was a very clean. I have to admit, like the the silly season talk and whatnot. There are more drivers off contract than I realized. Like all of Team 18 is still up for grabs. MSR is obviously still up for grabs. I don't, I don't, I don't think, think anyone in Team 18. I don't think any of Team 18 is going anywhere. anywhere. I think Ken Waters isn't well. confirmed for next year. Yeah. Would he go to Penske? I think, I think we want to keep him. Wouldn't man. you want to go to Penske well, if, if they would talk to you? Go. Not if Penske's not Well, I mean, even if it's DJR, it's still him, Carl. The rumor is also that Scotty's going to take Ludo yeah, with him. Yeah, how about that? To America. And if Ludo goes, then DJR is going to go back to being not they quickly. were before Ludo. Not quickly. Do you but... reckon he would take Ludo, but I, I don't reckon, reckon he would. He'll go. I don't think he will. Yeah, 100%. You reckon? Yeah. Frenchman who's lived yeah. in Australia, yeah. Carol. How, how, how old is he? Like, like, yeah. How old's Ludo, but? Getting on. Learning, yeah, I'm learning a completely man. different discipline. It's 55. What's oh, that all? Oh, sorry, Ludo. No offense, man. <laughs> what did you think he was like? Must be all the from Brussels. Like 50 something, but you're cigarettes. like, I thought he was 80. <laughs> uh, no, I thought he was like very close to 60. Or Wait, if we're going to discuss 60. the rumor milk, we touch on quickly the Camaro. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. What? See, there's something about the Camaro thing that just makes. Like, unless supercars are just saying, we want to race your car, let us use it. We don't care if you don't care about it. Because GM have already confirmed they're not making Camaros after the next couple mm. of years. They stopped selling them in Australia. There's no reason for GM to want to race those cars. Except like, nothing. if supercars are like, we want to make a car, Except but like, they're not competing want. with Mustang because they've got their Corvette, which they're not going to race here. Because that's a mid-engine, that's a whole other level than a Mustang. That's mm. not the same thing. So, like, yeah, I can see that, yeah, maybe you want to defeat the Mustang, but why do you want to defeat the Mustang with something that you can't push to the Because there's nothing, whether it be here or in America. I I think they've worked out the cars aren't, like, the Mustang would have sold well, it sold well in Australia before it Mm. either was in the supercars. Oh, yeah. I don't think supercars is selling cars anymore. (laughs) No, it's not, but I also GM sell cars, man. That's what they do. Unless they're saying to supercars, you develop it, you take the cost, we don't care. Well, you could, what's the competition for a Mustang? There's some Lexuses with V8s in them that's pretty expensive. It's a different bracket of the market, not even the same. But so is a Camaro at the moment in Australia. They're not a cheap car here. They are not cheap at all. Yeah, they're well over Yeah, but it's not a Lexus. Yeah. 
Lexus is only like hundred. Yeah, they're probably fairly similar price they're points similar for Lexus. But, that being said, I but, don't think Lexus is coming in and no. different demographic. No, yeah. I, I want I want the Camry, mate. I like the new Camrys. I reckon mm. they look sporty. Getting I old. think we've got to get out of this V8. I think we've got to get out of Michael this V8 mindset. Yeah. <laughs> no, I got to go with me. Yeah. Well, I, I think we've got to get out of this V8 mindset where, yeah. like, I, I agree with having V8s in the cars and running with the formula that we've got on track, i.e., you know, the suspension, the car setup, et cetera. But we need to get out of this mindset of it has to come mm. with a factory V8. No, it's stuff that. Yeah. The ZB didn't. Well, exactly, did exactly, and that's what I'm talking about. Like people are fixated on Commodores because they were already come with V8s. Probably a the, bit of Holden's detrimise was the, the not biggest, having a V8 in the ZB. But no, nah, the biggest know, thing that Holden did with the ZB was they called it a Commodore. They should have yeah. just dropped the Commodore and just mm. called it a ZB. It would have done yeah. so much better. But yeah, because the agreed. ZB I, is not a no. bad looking car. I can't see GM putting money in towards the Camaro thing. Like, if supercars are going to do it themselves because they want to use the look of the car because they do look pretty good, fair enough. But I can't see GM saying, yeah, we'll help you do that. Why would they? It's nothing well, in so there that's, for that's them. That's a big comment is the room. Did you, did you read the auto action? I, I didn't, but Article? I've seen the It's I've just basically saying Triple Eight want to pay for it and well, then they become the sole buyer of the Camaros. The well, that's categories. fine. It'll probably be a Camaro. But it's not, not just about selling yeah. race cars. Yeah, they, they want to sell internationally inter- to other racing categories. See, that's the game changer about it is it's yeah. not just a closed mm. market anymore. And that, to me, reads like a huge deal. Yeah, that's, what, that's causing issues. But then also Erebus said they want to do ties with Walkinshaw and run whatever yeah. they run. Yeah, I did so they'll ditch the Commodore if like, Walkinshaw, say, go to hypothetically BMW or someone that would jump on well, and because it makes sense walk and walk and walk and yeah engine. Mm. yeah exactly to so me it's like at the moment I feel like the boxing match is set as like Roland Dane versus Ryan Walkinshaw and it makes me really excited to see like these are two people who are known to have massive resources and big histories in the sport and a lot of pull with manufacturers and it's going to be super interesting to see where it goes next year because everyone wants to save money but they also and want to new stuff yeah Neither of them are scared Piss to uh, yeah. get in the ring yeah, either. Yeah, yeah, not all sage. Like hell yeah. yeah. And they'll just I, do stuff. But we need that. that. Back in the sport, people. there's been so many yeah. like watered down rivalries. Bring it on! I want to see that. Oh, I, I I agree, a hundred percent. Like, let's get it going. Even cool. if it is the teams. <laughs> well, I'm gonna wrap us you up. You wrap us up. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I Shut up, you guys. Stop arguing. No, Stop it, it was a good it was a good chat. Look, how about we catch up next week after Bathurst? We can recap that and then we can all have another discussion of what's Absolutely. going on supercars. Because apparently we'll because be also apparently after Bathurst. <laughs> yeah, and we might know what Penske's doing. I think we already know, but sure. <laughs> Officially. <Yeah. laughs> Um, but anyway, thank you very much, guys, for joining us. All four of us were here today, so that was amazing. Um, no, no digs at JD there at all. <laughs> yeah, JD, you're not paid anymore. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. You're four yeah, yeah, JD's like, not stop. coming this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The check is not in the mail, JD. <laughs> you had to show up to more than 50% of the rounds, and you didn't. <laughs> so it means you're not eligible for any of your points. 
Oh, Michael could finally oh. win one. I was like, wrap oh. it up, guys. You know what I just thought about that we didn't even talk about? The go-kart guy. Oh, oh, oh we did. And for life. Go okay. home. I cop. I copped a lot of flack about that being a Tony, Tony Kart driver myself. <laughs> yeah, I just feel like, like, here you go, fucking Tony. Yeah. Right. Anyway, we're not talking about it. I'm going to wrap us up. Thank you very much for joining us. Um, if there's anything you want us to talk about or you want to write in and let us know something, just hit us up on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash breaking late, or you can hit us up on Instagram. We are breaking late podcast. And you can send us an email. We are breaking late at gmail.com. That is us done and dusted. We'll be back next week. Thank you very much and enjoy Bathurst, cool. everyone. See y'all. Yeah. See ya. Right. There he is. Bye. Yeah.